Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today I'll be sharing the top three tips for conducting performance reviews that actually increase rather than destroy performance. So you may be wondering how I discovered them. Well, it started during the time when I was the founder and CEO of an Inc. 500 fastest growing private company and the best place to work, which was a staffing firm where my team and I spoke with more than 30,000 employees and quickly learned that the hardest people to recruit away were from companies who had a leader skilled in conducting performance reviews. And since I was leading a team of people myself, I was motivated to quickly learn from those other CEOs what the do's and don'ts were of performance reviews. In fact, I knew how important this was, and I ended up hiring a mentor who during his career was known as a turnaround guy for achieving success. And one of his greatest tools had been the application of an effective performance review method that actually engaged his team and motivated them to take ownership of their own performance results. Anyway, since I sold my company, I've continued to share performance review tips, both as a board member and as an advisor to various CEOs. And it is important to be clear about why you want to conduct performance reviews. And I say that because many CEOs use them as a tool to justify salary or bonus amounts or for documenting performance problems rather than as a way to proactively set the individual and the company up to succeed. So keep in mind, the more traditional top-down type of performance reviews that were used when the majority of the leaders were baby boomers who followed the approach of CEOs like GE's Jack Welch, which were basically rank and get rid of 10% of the team type of approaches. Now, many claim don't work anymore. Some of them say it's because the majority of the workforce and leaders are from a generation who value a different approach. Yet many leaders discovered even back then that regardless of age, a more collaborative approach where both people's input is valued and considered works much better in creating a highly engaged team that performs better and takes ownership of results. One of my clients even changed the name from a performance review to a career conversation to better reflect their intention. In my last podcast, I talked about the things that don't work, but now I'm going to focus on three tips that do work. So tip number one, set people up to succeed. And how do you do that is focus on the future. What do they want to achieve? achieve, what do you want to achieve as a company? And then together clarify what the top three priorities should be by having conversations that involve them in choosing the top three desired results, but preferably starting with them. So what people create, they own. Tip number two is avoid surprises. And to do that, you need to ask for and provide frequent feedback. So if you only have a performance review once a year and they're surprised, by your feedback and you're surprised by theirs, that tells you that there are not enough organic conversations that happen along the way about what's working and not working. So here's where listening to your team members is important, where you can do check-ins to make sure that everyone's focusing on their priorities so that they're set up to succeed. One of the biggest issues is distraction or not being clear about what should be the most important priorities. Tip number three is support the path towards the desired results by having 
having conversations that involve them in choosing desired results and talk about their strengths, growth opportunities, and support available in achieving those results. And of course, you want to make sure you don't only talk about skill sets, but also the culture fit. And the more specific you both can be about performance expectations, the more you'll set them and you up to succeed. So of course, I'm wondering, when was the last time that you contemplated the effectiveness of your performance reviews? And if you're asking other leaders what's currently working or not working with their performance reviews, one way I intend to support you in this process is via this CEO Blind Spots podcast. For the next month, I will ask my guests to share some of their performance review tips. And if you're wondering who the mentor was that I was referring to earlier that helped me specifically design my Inc. 500 company's performance review process and forms, it was my dad. So even though he's already been one of my podcast guests, I'm going to ask him to come back on the show and share his experiences and insights into conducting the performance review processes that allowed him to successfully turn around and build high-performance teams in companies of various sizes and industries. And he did all that prior to semi-retiring and still helping a select few other company CEOs with that process. Anyway, I appreciate you for continuing to lead during these times of crisis when your leadership is critical and you're likely to get critically judged. So I invite you to send me your leadership questions to ceoblindspots at gmail.com and to continue learning from other leaders by listening to the CEO Blind Spots podcast.